Welcome to Contrast. On this podcast, we compare and contrast our artistic journeys, creative process, and philosophies on art making. I'm Bethany Granberg, and I'm here with my husband, Josh. Hello. We are both visual artists with very different styles and backgrounds and experiences, apparently, more than I knew. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Josh. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) How's it going? Pretty good. Just so you know, we've had some planning right before this podcast. We uh, (laughs) had an interesting time deciding on how to go about it. Yes, we have had some contrasting thoughts and opinions, but that's good. (laughs) Yeah. That's the point, (laughs) which I think I have learned so far doing this podcast that we actually do agree a lot more than than we disagree, I think. I think so, yeah. But compared to the world at large, like just between us, we notice the things that are contrasting. So I find that we have actually agreed more on the podcast than I expected when I came up with the name Contrast. Okay. I really do want to to disagree (laughs) because we do some. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? We came up with a very quick topic the other day about creative brainstorming and prompts. And I know we've talked about that a little bit in the past, but this would be more giving examples of creative prompts and fun like games or exercises to help generate the creative ideas. So (laughs) (laughs) So here's how that conversation went. Bethany said, Hey Josh, we should come with, with some creative prompts. We can each come with 20 and we'll talk about it. And I was like, What's a creative prompt? You mean like come up with 20 paintings? No, like come up with 20 prompts. Like the prompt. I (laughs) I have no idea what that is. (laughs) And so now, five minutes ago, before starting this podcast, I realized for the first time, Josh doesn't know what a creative prompt is. (laughs) Nope, I don't. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, like Inktober. Prompts. I have no idea what Inktober is. He doesn't know is. what Inktober prompts are. I guess I live in art teacher world where that's kind of normal, but <laughs> I mean, it's like a journal prompt or a creative writing prompt. Yeah. I mean, like I know what the concept of a creative prompt is. I've just never used them in my art making. Like, you know, we talked about the creative process. Yeah. And you, you named some things at the very beginning, stage one, about, you know, getting ideas from within yourself or from outside. And then one of those outside things would be a creative prompt. And I've just never used them. That is such a common part of my life and experience. I mean, anytime I open the internet and get on Pinterest and scroll around, that's in the back of my head is... How could I turn this interesting thing that I'm looking at into a creative prompt for my students? I mean, yeah, like as a practicing adult professional artist, you may not use those, but you may. Like I bet some do just like I see it as to to practice like an exercise, like scales on a piano, practicing using the creative muscle in your brain to think outside the box And come up with unexpected ideas. 
Yeah. See, I do that. You know, you, you talk about how you'll st um, stroll through Pinterest to come up with prompts. Mm-hmm. I would scroll, scroll through Pinterest to come up with paintings, with ideas. And so maybe the, the image serves as the prompt for yeah. you. Yeah, for me, that, that would be the first place that I turn to hmm. is, is images. You know, I have a, a database on my computer of, uh, I think last time I checked was like 64,000 paintings and drawings. Hmm. And they're all organized into different categories, like portraits, landscapes, still lifes. Um, oh even gosh, down to he's so organized. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'll just go through that and say, okay, I'm thinking about doing you know, like a painting of you. I'll think, well, how would I solve those things? Can I come up with some ideas? So I'll pull up my database and say, I want to search for a three-quarter figure painting of a middle-aged girl. And then... Do you call me middle-aged? No. Yes, you did. <laughs> I'm thinking you being pregnant, that would most likely be a... I don't know what's middle-aged. <laughs> we can cut this part out. <laughs> no, we're keeping it in. Um, middle age is like 40s, maybe yeah, 40s and 50s. Yeah. I think because my, my database is split up into like children, adults, elderly... Okay. Okay. So that middle category yeah. is all adults. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> so what kind of prompts do you have? <laughs> <laughs> now that you understand the idea, <laughs> is does that summarize your confusion just now? He was confused and I was confused that he was confused. <laughs> And a little bit frustrated. <laughs> I shouldn't be frustrated at people's confusion. That's not a good quality in a teacher. I can come up with some ideas, but I've never used. Yeah. A prompt would be given to you from an outside person or source. Yeah. Either a teacher or you could just self-assign a list of prompts because yeah. you want to practice being creative like the Inktober. By the way, if you don't know what Inktober is, it's just like a one word prompt and you do a little ink drawing every Where is day. This list? It's online. There's like an Inktober website. So it's just like a daily challenge. Cool. Sounds good. These types of prompts would be helpful for someone who wants to do art, wants to be creative and enjoy that, but maybe doesn't know where to start, doesn't have ideas already. I don't think I've ever thought I want to, I want to create something and I don't have any ideas. I've never been in that position. Really? Okay, so you're weird. Josh is the, the I think Josh is super creative, so he's never had to think about being creative. He just is. I think he's more creative than me naturally, but between me not being as naturally creative and being a teacher, I've had to think all about this. <laughs> Maybe. It's like I you've never <laughs> self-reflected on your creative activity. I don't know. Maybe. 
I just have a lot of ideas. This is so funny. I This is just funny that I didn't even realize. I mean, I literally have on my phone a Google Keep that's just a list of ideas and concepts. So Josh just spontaneously has lots and lots of ideas. So he doesn't ever need to try to generate them. But a lot, <laughs> most people do. I do. And I think I've done a lot of really creative art, but I yeah. have had to, I have tried to have those ideas and given myself structure and assignments to come up with 20 ideas or something. And so I've learned to be creative. It is good to do this kind of thing if you want to be more creative. And then maybe this prompt is silly and you're not going to do a big artwork from it, but it would still sort of get you ready and be in the mode of thinking that way. Sure. Yeah, that sounds great. So what are some of your creative prompts that you use? I was hoping Josh would come up with his own list and we would both share. But since he didn't even understand the idea. I did. I came up with six. You have, you have six have like ideas? 74. <laughs> I have a six. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> you want to read your six first? <laughs> okay. Sure. One of them I just heard about. I call it the last letter trick. Okay. And I've heard it like used in different ways. So it's take like take your name. Let's say you want to do a self-portrait. So my name, Joshua, you take the last letter of that name, an A, and you come up with an animal. And so let's say an aardvark. And then you take the last letter of aardvark, which is a K, right? I think so. I think. <laughs> okay. and then you come up with a fruit. So a kiwi. So then you have me with an aardvark and a kiwi. And you try to put those together into an image. So it might be me and an aardvark having a kiwi fight, throwing rotten kiwis at each other. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that's fun. <laughs> so that's one. So the last letter trick. And then combining two objects. So this one came from college, actually. So we we're supposed to take two two different objects and combine them. So I combined a turtle and a piece of wood, a log. So it's this turtle turning into a log. And then one that I do use is a reinterpretation. So let's say I have a, an artist that I'm really interested in at this time. And then thinking, okay, how could I reinterpret these? So that's kind of a simple one, just a reinterpretation. I did an entire art show once that was... That, that was the theme was reinterpretations. Oh yeah, you did it. You were reinterpreting other each other's art. Each other's artwork. It was so yeah, was fun. fun. It was one of the most fun things I've done as an adult with art. Me and five other artists got together and we each had an original piece that we did, just whatever. And then the other artists reinterpreted that concept and we had such different styles. We'll link some of those in the show notes. And we had so much fun because yeah. sometimes art is very like solo. That doing it together in a collaborative way was very refreshing and, and fun. Yeah, it was a really, it was a cool show. So yeah, that would that's one reinterpretation. And I have one that I called the Smell the Color Nine, which is a song by Chris Rice, I think. Hmm. Kind of take an object or an emotion or, or something like that and then do something that's different from it. 
visually represent a particular smell. So, you know, like um, the Dutch artist used to do that with a plate of fish. Mm. And so they're trying to paint this fish like it smells, not like it looks. Okay. So it's like jumping between the senses. Yeah. Okay. That's been done a fair amount with like from a musical piece into Mm -hmm. a art, like visual piece. Yeah. When I first started doing art, this was kind of mid high school. I really did a lot of abstract work and I loved abstract work. Um, And one of my rules was I only did abstract art with my left hand. And so then doing abstract work kind of helped loosen, loosen some things up. So drawing with your left hand is a prompt. (laughs) Okay. That reminds me of one of mine where I just said, do an ugly drawing. Mm. So that's very open to interpretation and. Cool. The one that uh, my siblings and I did as a kid was line development. So we kind of did the sitting in church sometimes. Or we'd have a pad of paper and one of us would just draw a random squiggle and then hand it to the other person. And the other person would have to then develop that into a, a creature or an object of some sort. And so that's kind of a fun one that can go back and forth. Cool. So those are my six. So like collaboration where you actually pass it back and forth yeah, in each actually ad. Yeah, pass it back and forth. You and I did that on an airplane once. Uh-huh. It's pretty random. Yep. I have an assignment for my students similar to that. That Josh and I did for the video for my example to show them what to do. Oh, yeah, that was And we like stressful. almost <laughs> fought. That, <laughs> that was one of the most stressful things that we have done together. We almost was, fought about it. It was funny because I was really enjoying it and having fun. And she was like, Josh, you're not taking this seriously. I thought he wasn't trying. I was like, we can still try and make it look decent. <laughs> And he was just goofing off. I wasn't goofing off. I was just having fun. <laughs> okay. That's not goofing off. Anyway. <laughs> so those are my six that I came up with. What are your 72 that you came up with? <laughs> well, I don't quite have 72, but I do have a lot. <laughs> I started making my list and realized they sort of fell into different categories. So I have four different categories of types of creative prompts. So the first one is just like a one word concept or feeling that would be more of an abstract concept. So those would be things like hope, joy, frustration, grief, facing the unknown, looking for direction, chaos, freedom. Those are all things that I have used for paintings of mine. And it's not like I'm trying to follow a prompt, but usually I just have that concept going on in my life or my heart. And I think I want to do something that expresses this. The next category is more of a literal, but very open-ended type of drawing prompt. So that could be things like clear objects or something emerging out of something else. So things that leave a lot of room for creativity. You can start with some kind of a literal object. 
Yeah. But then it can kind of more from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you would just challenge yourself to be very creative with that thing. So my list, I came up with as many as I could. And the longer that I went, the easier it was to come up with ideas, which is how creativity works. So my list is just to go through them quickly. Reflective, clear objects, something emerging. I already said that. Dance. Create something in a color that does not exist in that color. I don't get that one. Like something that's the wrong color. If you don't get it, that might be a good prompt because then it's like if I give this type of prompt to a student and they're like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, exactly. You get to think about it and interpret oh, the so prompt. Annoying. So annoying. I know. But Are you meaning like paint a, a, a purple apple? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just do something the wrong color. So you could do the most boring, easy idea you could think of that follows that prompt, or you could push yourself to make it really interesting and clever. Um, next, you could use letters, but use them as design elements to make an abstract design, not a word. So they could overlap, they could mix around, they could create a pattern, they could create interesting negative spaces. I actually do that one with my graphic design students. Okay, next one, a physical transformation. Is that like my uh, one object into another one? Yeah, it could be. Okay. Or it could be stages of a change. Next one is crack. Next one is... A crack? Yeah, like, Josh, you're creative. What is like three very different ways you could interpret that? A crack, it could be... Drugs. Mm-hmm. It could be um, like a an earthquake mm-hmm. kind of a concept, or even relational, like a, a a crack between in a relationship. Yeah. See, you're thinking of it in different ways. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> um, an idiom. Or words with double meanings, which you kind of did just there some. But like, there's a lot of idioms in the English language, like a bull in a china shop or the cat's pajamas or I don't know. What are some other cat's pajamas? You haven't heard that? No, I don't. Some are regional and probably less common. (laughs) Um, Okay. A scene from a child's story is another prompt. A new book cover design for a book that you love. You could do your whole family symbolized by shapes and colors. So each family member has a shape and a color. (laughs) That's like, I asked Bethany the other day, if your hair were something else, what would it be? That's actually part of what started this whole conversation. Of this topic. Just my random question. I was like, that's such a good creative prompt. I'm going to use that. (laughs) And she said, the Shire. (laughs) (laughs) Like hobbits. Awesome. Lord of the Rings. He was thinking, what were you thinking? Yeah, I was thinking a different object of some sort. And I said the Shire. But that's why this is so fun because you can give someone a creative prompt and they can totally surprise you and come up with something that you weren't even 
thinking in that direction. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was thinking of doing a, uh, a photo composite of you. Mm. And so thinking, okay, if I took a portrait, a traditional portrait of you, and then if you thought of your hair as a different object, what would it be? Then making your hair like that, either styling it with it or, or something, I don't know, mm. just depending on what it was. Okay. Next one, you could show the evolution of feelings juxtapose your inner and outer self. I've done that as more of an art therapy assignment. Um, Blooming, that could mean different things. This would be lots of little things together, but 10 non-traditional uses for a hat. (laughs) Um, An unlikely hero, an unexpected guest, something in disproportionate scale. Something defying gravity. Do an ugly drawing. I mentioned that earlier. A macro view to the point of abstraction. Negative spaces. That's like the holes or empty spaces in between other objects or shapes. A drawing with no lines. That's what I'm doing right now with. That's what gave me the idea. He's doing mass drawings just with areas of value instead of lines. Yep. We should link a picture of one of those. Yeah. The finished drawings, you know, look like You can't tell. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's more more of the process. process. Yeah. Okay. Well, you should still show a drawing. By the way, we will always put the artwork that we talk about in these in the show notes to look at the visuals we're talking about. Okay, my last ones are connect the dots, paper, nostalgia, and resistance. Okay. Okay, and then my next category of them is action prompts to generate creativity. So this is more like a little activity you would do to help come up with ideas. So one is sit in a new place in your house, find a face inside of tree branches or a bush, just the illusion of a face, and think about what that facial expression looks like and what that, if that was a person or creature, what their story is. Draw an entire room using only one continuous line. In 360 degrees, so you would have to stand in the middle of the room and turn while you do it. Spill something on paper, then make that spill, once it has dried, into an image or design. That's kind of like my line development game. Yeah, and then this one is like what we said about switching between senses. Listen to music and make one continuous line with a pencil all around the page for the duration of the song. And then afterwards, you look at your line, oh, with your eyes closed, too, going with the like rhythm and feel of the song. And then afterwards, you look at it and find some kind of image or picture within the lines that you drew. And then you like fill that in and emphasize that image with maybe it would be a mixed media type of thing. Okay. Okay. Cool. So your categories, again, were concepts or feelings, those kind of specific words, Mm -hmm. Um, literal but open-ended. 
Mm-hmm. And then action prompts. Yeah. And then the last one is games, which would be more interactive, kind of like one idea I've done with students is having three different bags or bowls where you tear up little pieces of paper and put them like write an idea on each scrap and put them in the bowls. So you have a bowl for different kinds of creatures, one for adjectives and one for verbs. And so each person picks out a paper from each category, each bowl. So it goes adjective, creature, verb. So you could have an angry unicorn peeling potatoes. <laughs> Love it. And then you have to do a drawing of that thing. Uh, word association <laughs> is a fun game that could work for this. Just going back and forth with somebody, which Josh and I, we're going to practice this if you want to, but we don't have to. Sure. Go for it. Okay. What's a good word to start with? Christmas tree. Lights. Stars. Space. Astronaut. Profession. Money. That's just a dead end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dead end. Sewer. <laughs> Stink. Dark. Scary. Green. Slime. Basil. <laughs> Why basil? Basil is our dog. Because <laughs> he had slimy poop yesterday. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry, basil. So how does this turn into art? I don't know. You would have to draw some parameters or have an endpoint. Yeah. This is fun. Like you've done this with coming up with um, designs, like logo designs. Like um, like my business, Rooftop Wanderer. It sells tents that go on top of your car. Mm -hmm. so then how do you come up with a name and a logo for that? So then just do word association with tents. Yeah, like... Every, not just one word back and forth, but every word or phrase you can think of that relates to that subject. Yeah, I think that's a great way. Yeah, I do that a lot when I'm brainstorming. So let's do another example. We'll test Josh's creativity. <laughs> great. Put me on the spot. Okay, so what are 10 non-traditional uses for a hat? Or a hat. Yep. Um, a serving bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, a boat or a cat. <laughs> that could be a fun painting. Mm-hmm. A rocket. To the moon. Yep. A rocket to the moon. Okay. It could be a fruit basket. Mm-hmm. It's kind of similar to a bowl. I suppose you could make them, if you had four of them, you could make them into wheels for a vehicle. Mm -hmm. um, a hill for Hobbiton. Because it goes on my hair. Because it goes on your hair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, it could be... 
quick. Don't think about it too much or you're going to start judging your ideas. That's why you have to go fast. It could be kindling to start a fire. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a cat bed. That'd be a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's 10. Oh, a, a planter. My sister's family has done some drawing nights together. I think especially during quarantine. It's just a way to do something pleasant and maybe have some quiet. So if you have a family of several kids or just one kid, even you could take something like this and it could be a fun family activity. Like we're all going to respond to this prompt in different ways. Yeah. It's a great idea. Just a little bit of structure to, to approaching art making if you don't already have other ideas. Yes, that's kind of how we come up with ideas. Well, not you. Well, <laughs> not me. We thought this would be a fun... Fun topic. Just a fun topic and hopefully help generate some creativity. Yeah. In ourselves and you. This is definitely something that Bethany and I do contrast on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think probably we both have a lot of respect for the other ones. Yeah. So hopefully you found this interesting and go make some artwork. We will talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.